Welcome back to the audio version of What Sam Watches. This week I will be reading off part two of my new fanfiction titled Happy Birthday Scout, which is based on characters from the TV shows Grey's Anatomy and Private Practice. This tells the story of Scout's first birthday, aka Link and Amelia's baby, all in an alternative universe where her brother Derek is still alive. In it, the rest of the Shepherd family comes out to Seattle to celebrate baby Scout's first birthday, and the seaside wellness doctors from Los Angeles even come out to surprise Amelia. This story plays around with the timeline a bit unintentionally, mostly because the timing in the Grey's universe is all kinds of confusing, so I tried my best to figure out the characters' ages to the best of my ability. This is also part two, aka the last part of the story. If you haven't already, catch up with part one before reading this, otherwise you probably won't understand all of what's going on. And if you'd like to see this story with the headings and images I've associated with it, head over to my blog at whatsamwatches.com. With that, here is part two of Happy Birthday Scout. After that, everyone went off to mingle. Addison caught up with the rest of the shepherds, and that included Carolyn Shepherd. And over there somewhere is our son, Jake said, pointing to the kids playing in the corner. Son? Carolyn couldn't help but blurt out. Yes, Addison confirmed. It's nice to see you too, Carolyn. It was weird calling her Carolyn again. She hadn't done that since before she and Derek got married. She insisted that she call her mom after they got married. It was a nice gesture, but Addison always suspected she did it more out of courtesy, but it was admittedly nice to call someone mom for once. Her parents had always been busy and the captain, never mom and dad. Being a shepherd and having someone to call mom meant everything to Addison at the time, and losing all that family was one of the hardest parts of moving on after she and Derek got divorced. It's good to see you too, Addison, Carolyn smiled back politely. And who's the stud? Liz teased, referring to Jake. Jake Riley, Jake said, extending his hand to each shepherd woman. One by one, he shook each of their hands as they each introduced themselves to him. Wow, Amelia was right. You really are a gentleman, Nancy commented. Amelia wasn't really the one who told Nancy anything about Jake. In fact, it was Derek who mentioned it once in one of their phone calls. Both Jake and Addison smiled, looking back at each other lovingly. With a small chuckle, Jake blushed slightly. He'd never known how to be anything different, in all honesty. But Addison, as well as the other seaside doctors, made it a habit to continually point out his old-fashioned ways. Thank you, Jake said. As time went on, everyone settled into comfortable chatter amongst themselves. The kids played with some of the toys Meredith and Derek laid out for everyone as Amelia let Scout play in her lap. This way, the seaside doctors could have some more face time with him. Eventually, the other kids came up to play with Scout as well. So which one's yours, Addie? Nancy asked, chuckling slightly. Henry! Addison motioned to him to come closer. This is Nancy, one of my old friends, and your Aunt Amelia's sister, Addison introduced them. Hi, Henry said as he extended a hand out for her to shake. Wow, Nancy commented. He's got his father's manners. Yes, yes he does. Addison pulled him in from the side to give him a quick kiss on his temple. Eventually, Henry made his way around to the rest of the shepherds, including Carolyn and Derek. So, does this mean they're all my aunts too? Henry asked. He knew Addison and Amelia weren't biological sisters, but he also knew that family wasn't just about biology. Henry's biological mother, Judy, visited infrequently so he knew he was adopted. But it didn't change the fact that Addison and Jake were his parents regardless, and that Angela was his sister, even though she also wasn't Jake's biological daughter. I sure hope so, Kathleen said after a short silence. Soon after, Henry went back to playing with the other kids, including Scout, who Amelia had on her lap. As everyone watched all the kids and Amelia play, Derek and Addison noticed Amelia picking up a G.I. Joe action figure out of the toy box to play with. It used to be Derek's until he let Amelia have it, 
or more accurately when Addison told him he should let her have it when he tried to take it back. Can you play with me? Amelia came walking in as Derek, Mark, and Addison hung out in the Shepherd family living room. Sure, Addison said almost immediately. The boys looked back at her glaring. What? Addison asked innocently. It's not like we're doing anything anyway. Yay, Amelia said, swinging around her backpack full of toys in front of her. Amy, Derek exclaimed after seeing his 13-year-old sister pulling out one of his old action figures. What? Amelia asked, glancing back as she continued pulling toys out of her backpack. You know that isn't yours, Derek said angrily. Derek, come on, Addison butted in. It still felt ridiculous that Derek cared this much about an old toy. After all, they were in med school now. What did it matter that his baby sister was playing with it? No, he's right, Mark agreed with him. No surprise there, considering they were best friends. Do you guys really care this much about a doll? Addison joked, though the boys weren't in a joking mood. My dad gave me that, Derek argued. He was my dad too, Amelia argued back after pulling away while clutching the action figure. It was the last birthday present his dad ever got him, Mark whispered, filling Addison into the importance of this toy. Just let her have it, Addison finally said, trying to keep the peace. After all, Amelia was only 13 years old and Christopher was both of their dads. She must miss him too. Derek and Mark just looked back at her, surprised and a bit insulted. Addison shot them both a sarcastic look back. It's not like you're going to use it anymore, Addison pointed out. And he was her dad too. I hate to admit it, but I think Red's right, Mark said after Derek stayed quiet for a minute. Fine, Derek finally gave in, anger so apparent in his voice. You can have it. The last thing he wanted to do was embarrass himself more than he felt like he already had in front of his girlfriend. Plus, it didn't help that his best friend sided with her too. Besides, what college kid cared that much about a G.I. Joe of all things anyway? Yay! Amelia cheered. She got up off the ground and ran to hug Addison. Surprised, Addison put her hand behind Amelia's back as she was only as tall as her waist at this point. Even back then, Amelia always had an affinity for Addison. But at the time, Derek and Addison hadn't even been together for a year yet. But considering how she always made Amelia feel included, it was no wonder why she already loved her. After that, Addison pulled the guys toward Amelia, who sat back on the ground playing. Then all three of them picked up another toy to play with. The guys, unsurprisingly, found some other old soldier action figures to play with, undoubtedly more of Derek's old toys, as Addison chose one of Amelia's horse action figures. Looking back on it now, neither Derek nor Addison could remember what they played after that. They made up some story on the spot, but it must not have made much sense, but it was enough to entertain all four of them at the time. It's nice she still has that, Addison finally said. Yeah, Derek said, turning to look at Addison as they both smiled back at each other. You ever think we'd end up here? Addison asked. Definitely not, Derek chuckled back. A comfortable silence hung between them for a few minutes as they both continued watching Amelia with Scout and the rest of the kids playing around her. Eventually, Addison felt Jake's hand slide across her back slightly as he came back with a drink. Derek took notice as he saw Addison take a sip out of his drink. Then, Jake pulled her closer from the side to kiss her temple. As he watched them, Derek couldn't help but think that that used to be him. It used to be them. After particularly long surgeries or just rough days, Addison used to come up to him and Mark with hot chocolate. Juju, they called it. She'd hold two paper cups and one would be for Mark, the other was always for them to share. They didn't come up with a tradition. It was something they heard the attendings did after hard losses, but they made it into their tradition. And from then on, it didn't matter how long or hard the day was, Juju became something that always cheered him and Mark up. The drink sharing didn't start from that though. Derek thought back and realized it happened for the first time at one of the Montgomery's insufferable waspy parties. Was it some charity event or a holiday? He couldn't quite remember. 
The captain gave him his first glass of scotch and it was great. That was one good thing that could be said about the Forbes Montgomery's. They had good taste. After trying to keep up with whatever waspy thing the captain and one of their guests were saying, Addison came up and took the glass out of his hand and took a sip. She didn't ask, but she didn't need to. It was unspoken, but it became their thing. Later on in the evening, it got to cake time. Everyone sang happy birthday loudly and a bit off-key, somewhat purposefully just because they could. Link and Amelia, despite their current relationship problems, came together to take pictures and help Scout blow out his candle. Carolyn bought him a big cake to celebrate, but also some other smaller and more easily shareable sweets like cookies and cupcakes as well. Scout got very excited about his cake, however, so Link and Amelia gave him a small slice. They both then struggled trying to help him get some in his mouth instead of all over his face. Regardless, he still ended up with plenty of vanilla frosting all over his nose and a mix of frosting and crumbs on his cheeks. It was adorable to everyone else, but an incredibly sticky mess for his parents. As the party guests continued conversing and eating cake, Amelia offered to go clean Scout up on her own. Link tried to help, but Amelia insisted she could handle it, so Link stayed back to help clean up the mess Scout left on his high chair. Even though Amelia was perfectly capable of taking care of it herself, Addison couldn't help but follow Amelia after a couple of minutes. Hey, Addison leaned against the doorframe, watching Amelia finish wiping Scout's face gently. Hey, Amelia chuckled as Addison quickly caught the small towel that Amelia almost dropped as she held Scout. Thanks, Amelia said, repositioning Scout to a more comfortable position. Anytime, Addison said, hanging the face towel on the rack. Go, change, I've got him, Addison said, reaching her arms out to get Scout out of Amelia's arms after Amelia looked down to see vanilla frosting on her blouse. Hi there, Addison cooed with the baby as Amelia went into the other room to change her shirt. I'm your Auntie Addison, Addison said as Scout smiled back at her. When Amelia came back out, Addison saw that she opted to wear something comfier. Specifically, she was wearing an older off-white Columbia sweatshirt. It may have seemed like an odd choice of apparel, but with vintage clothes coming back into style, it looked great. Wow, I haven't seen that in forever. Addison smiled while balancing Scout on her hip. Oh yeah, I didn't get a chance to do laundry this week, so I just stole this from Derek. Amelia chuckled. Oh, that isn't Derek's, Addison pointed out. What are you talking about? Amelia asked. Of course it's Derek. No, no, it's Mark's, Addison revealed. How can you tell? Amelia looked down. It was an almost light gray sweatshirt that said Columbia with a big C underneath it. Just from a quick glance, it didn't seem like there was anything distinguishable about it. If both boys each had one of these sweaters, it could be either one of their shirts. Because of this, Addison walked up and pulled on the round neckline that had a faded pink stain. What is that? Amelia asked. My lipstick, Addison said coyly. Wow, you wore this when you guys were together? Amelia asked chuckling. Not exactly. Addison said. Are you going to make me beg? Because I will, Amelia said after Addison didn't continue. Okay, we weren't together yet, Addison revealed. There was this one night when Derek called and said he was staying at the hospital again, and I was lonely, Addison started. It definitely wasn't the first time he'd done that, but I don't know, maybe I just really wanted to get drunk that night, Addison began to ramble a bit. So... I called Mark because I was drunk and sad and I just wanted someone to talk to who would get it, Addison continued. And this sweatshirt comes in how? Amelia asked. It was windy out and Mark was wearing the sweater. Addison started as she leaned against the bathroom counter. Actually, he rushed over because he thought I was in trouble, which I don't blame him because I probably didn't make all that much sense on the phone when I was that drunk, to be honest. Addison rambled again. And I was wearing some pencil skirt and a blouse from work. 
In other words, the completely wrong clothes to wear during a windstorm, Addison said. So, Mark gave you his sweater to wear? Amelia joked. How high school of him. Yeah, Addison laughed, trying to remember their conversation that night. I think I compared him to the star quarterback giving me his varsity jacket. And he said something about getting lucky with a hot cheerleader, Addison said coyly. But you guys hadn't done it yet, Amelia added. No, God no, Addison added. But I don't know. Something about that night was kind of what started everything for us, Addison said. I got lipstick on his sweater when he pulled it over me, Addison continued. Addison paused for a minute, thinking back. Amelia kept watching her in anticipation. I actually felt really guilty about the stain, but Mark, you know, being Mark, was fine with it, Addison said. He said something about it making him look good. Addison tried to remember what he said exactly, but couldn't. It had something to do with it being a souvenir or a trophy or something along those lines from one of his conquests. Whatever it was, it was mildly inappropriate and probably gross, but it made me laugh. Addison chuckled, thinking back. It didn't matter that she couldn't remember the exact comment. Mark always knew how to make her laugh. Whatever it was, it was bound to be some kind of inappropriate comment about his sexual history, and probably suggestive, as per usual. It was something she missed hearing, even though most of the time she'd playfully swat his shoulder. But she always laughed anyway, which is probably why Mark didn't care to stop or pull back on how dirty his comments could be. That was definitely one thing that could be said about Mark Sloan. He was always unapologetically himself. We shared a cab because he said he wanted to make sure I got home okay. Addison kept recounting her story. Nothing happened, but it could have, Addison said quietly. It would have if I let it, Addison said, even quieter than before. What did happen? Amelia couldn't help but ask. We had a moment, Addison said. It sounds a little cliche, but he made some kind of dirty joke or comment. I don't even remember what it was, but we laughed and... There was this look, Addison said. A look? Amelia asked for clarification. You know, the look, Addison said, hoping she'd get it. The look you give before leaning in to kiss someone, Addison clarified. But the cab got to the brownstone before anything happened, Addison added. Was there any leaning? Amelia joked. There was a little leaning, Addison chuckled, thinking back on it now. Addison remembered feeling all tingly inside at the time, as well as awkward, but she also felt incredibly guilty. Getting drunk at a bar felt embarrassing enough, but it was like Mark showing up fixed it. He came and made a few dirty comments in classic Mark style and made her laugh at the end of the night instead of cry. But it was one thing to be sad and desperate because her husband was never around, and another to flirt and start to fall for someone else, especially when that person happened to be your husband's best friend. You ready to go back to the party? Amelia finally asked as she looked at Scout in Addison's arms. Yeah, Scout exclaimed, reaching towards the floor, signaling that he wanted to get down. All right, here you go. Addison put him down gently. Scout then proceeded to run back towards his dad, who picked him right up to fly him around gently. As both girls watched Scout with his father as well as everyone else at the party, Addison finally wrapped an arm around Amelia for a sweet side hug. Amelia leaned her head on her shoulder as they just had a moment to just be. That's what Addison used to call it. What it really meant was just living in the moment. While everyone else at the party continued chatting, Addison and Amelia opted to sit back in a quieter area away from everyone at the party. They sat in silence for a bit, just watching everyone. As they relaxed, Addison locked eyes with Derek for a moment when Derek noticed the shirt Amelia changed into, and they smiled back at each other. 
Words weren't necessary. Even though Mark wasn't here anymore, they couldn't help but feel like he was in a weird way. They'd seen him wear it so much that neither could count the times. It was Mark's shirt, but at one point or another, both Derek and Addison wore it. It may just be a sweatshirt, but it was also one of Mark's favorite shirts. He would have been seven if he were here right now, Amelia whispered after a couple minutes of watching everyone else at the party. They were both silent for a minute. It wasn't often when they thought about this. They were happy now, and despite the ups and downs, they both knew they were in the right place. Is it wrong that I still think about him? Amelia asked wide-eyed. Addison could see the hurt in her eyes, and it was like she was a little girl again. No, Addison said, her own eyes starting to fill up as well. It's not wrong. It's natural. Another silence sat between them. The room was far from quiet, though, with the Graceland doctors, seaside wellness doctors, and everyone's kids. Everyone else was talking, but the silence between them was comfortable, and not at all awkward. Amelia was so strong and grown up now that it always surprised her. But every time she looked into her big brown eyes, Addison remembers the little girl she was when she met her and how she's watched her grow up in front of her. She still remembers Amelia coming to, her, to talk to her about sex and condoms and birth control when she didn't know who else to ask. Carolyn Shepard was always available, as were Amelia's sisters. But Amelia was always the black sheep of the family. She loved her family, but she never felt like she fit in. Addison had always been more attainable and understanding to her. Somehow, her big brother's girlfriend turned wife was who she turned to when she really needed someone to talk to. She couldn't explain it, but something always drew her to Addison. She was beautiful, sophisticated, yet so down to earth. Addison was everything Amelia wanted to be when she grew up. Addison went with her to get her ears pierced and did her hair for prom. Amelia always felt like she was floundering in her personal life. Even as a teenager, when it came to romantic relationships, she felt lost. The rest of her siblings found their one already, or at least it seemed that way. Derek had Addison, and Amelia's sisters were either married or in a long-term relationship by the time she got to high school. Addie? Amelia asked shyly one evening as Addison and Derek sat on the porch swing in the shepherd's backyard. Hey, Amy, Addison said, swallowing her food before speaking. Carolyn invited them to dinner this evening, and Addison couldn't say no. Can I talk to you? Amelia asked, again, sheepishly. Of course, Addison said, sitting up. Derek sat up alongside her. Alone? Amelia asked, giving Derek a look to go away. Don't have to ask me twice. Derek put his hands up jokingly, as if in defeat, but gave Addison a quick kiss on the cheek before walking over to his other sisters. What's up? Addison asked nonchalantly. Amy, is everything okay? Addison asked after seeing Amelia stay quiet for a minute, looking at her fidgeting fingers. Yeah, Amelia said, finally looking up. Just... What? Addison asked. You know you can tell me anything. It was a casual comment. A stereotypical one reserved for friends of any kind, really. But Amelia knew Addison meant it. I think... I think I like someone, Amelia said quietly. That's great, Addison said excitedly. But she made sure she kept her voice relatively quiet because she knew that for whatever reason, Amelia didn't want her entire family to know. Or at least not yet. You know, that's not a bad thing, Addison said. Amelia was 16 now, and she'd had crushes before. She even came to Addie about how nervous she was about her first kiss with Justin, a boy from her class. By now, however, she'd long moved on from him. What if it is? Amelia asked. Why would it be a bad thing? Addison asked genuinely. Because it's not a boy, Amelia finally said. Out of everyone she knew, Addison was the most loving. However, if Amelia said that out loud, everyone would call her crazy. She grew up as a shepherd, the most loving family there was. 
at least on the surface. It's not a bad thing, Addison finally said as Amelia stared at the floor. I think it's great. Amelia felt her shoulders finally drop and a breath escape her. She didn't even realize how high her shoulders got in anticipation. They were practically beside her ears, and her breath didn't feel as shaky anymore. Really? Amelia asked just to be sure. Yes, Addison said, placing a hand gently on Amelia's shoulder. I'm really glad you told me, Amy, Addison said, putting the plate of food in her other free hand down before roping Amelia in for a hug. Yeah, me too, Amelia exhaled as she breathed Addison in during their hug. She even let out a small chuckle. Amelia didn't know how, but somehow she knew that if anyone would understand or at least accept her, it was Addison. As they pulled away, Addison put a hand to her cheek and stroked it lightly, and from that point forward, it became their thing. Do you still think about her? Amelia asked. She didn't say who she was talking about, but Addison knew she was referring to Ella. Yeah, Addison tried to smile as a stray tear fell. She'd be 15 if she were here right now. But if they were here, Addison said as she cleared her throat slightly, Scout and Henry wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be where we are right now, Addison continued, seeing Amelia lift her head to look her in the eyes. And I know things aren't easy right now with Link, Addison added, but I know you're going to be okay. What if I won't be, Amelia asked quietly. What if I screw up all over again, Amelia asked just as quietly. Scout meant everything to her, and Addison knew it. Or, more accurately, Addison could tell without Amelia having to say a word. But part of her always feared she'd screw everything up again, and slip. Sometimes, especially during the pandemic, Amelia found herself playing with her sobriety chip and it just reminded her of Jake. Are you planning a slip? He asked her that years ago and she always thought it was strange that his late wife used to plan a slip. The whole idea of one is supposed to mean you can't plan them. But now, years later, Amelia thinks she can understand her better. After another few minutes of silence between the two, Addison finally spoke again. Then you know where to find me, Addison said, brushing some hair out of Amelia's face. I'm serious. You can move back in, and Henry can have another big sister, Addison joked, trying to make light of the situation. How is Angela, anyway? Amelia asked, changing the subject briefly. She's great, Addison said. She's doing her surgical residency at UCLA, Addison offered after Amelia looked on, wanting a little more context. Surgical residency, Amelia asked. Yeah, Addison said, smiling. She's leaning toward neonatal, Addison said, weirdly proud. Wow following your footsteps, Amelia said, impressed. Yeah, it surprised me too, Addison chuckled. I don't know. I can see why, Amelia started. I mean, I want to be you when I grow up too, Amelia said as Addison blushed. Yeah, well, I'd say you're pretty grown up already, Addison said after a minute. And you're still my family too, Addison added, leading the conversation back to where they started. And you were always welcome in our home. I hope you know that, Addison added. I do, Amelia smiled, letting a stray tear fall as Addison pulled her in closer for a hug. Now for additional notes. And with that is the end of this story. The story gave me such a good excuse to write more of an update on the private practice characters because we obviously didn't get one when Addison came back to Grey's. I've done it a bit in my other fix, but I went a little more in depth this time specifically about the kids, which was fun for me to do. As for all the flashback scenes, I definitely wrote in too many, but I couldn't help it. Grey's and Private Practice never gave us scenes of Amelia, Derek, Mark, and Addison together, so 
Of course, I just want to write any that I can think of. And last but definitely not least, I have to give a big thank you to my friend Stephanie on Twitter. You can find her link at the bottom of my blog post, as well as some of her other friends for help with some of the ideas for the story. Thank you again for reading this, and I hope you guys enjoyed the story as much as I loved writing it.